I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to That Random Podcast, the podcast with the most cast. Each week I'll dive deep into a random topic and be joined by a special guest who has lived through or is an expert in that topic. Buckle in and let's get right to it. Those listening, that actually wasn't the real host of... This podcast, it was my friend Lockie, who was our guest this week. Hi, I'm Lockie. <laughs> Tell us why you're here, why you're here, why you're the first guest on this. First of all, thank you for asking me to be your first guest. It's very, very kind of you. I, I think I'm here mostly as tech support. Honestly, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> just kind of just thought, uh, might as well make him the guest if he's going to help me. Look, honestly, I've known Jerry for, oh, it's got to be three years now maybe yeah i think it's coming three. three years yeah i first met jerry um i was working a job in childcare with the ymca uh awesome awesome gig loved that did that for roughly two years and i think i worked with you there for about one and a I think bit we of those years like a year and a half yeah before you left and then i worked for another year and then i left yeah so we both worked at the same school doing after school care great gig active fun lots of great kids Met some great people like Jerry, yeah. a few other friends. So haven't seen Jerry for a while, so he asked me to come on the podcast, and I thought, hell yeah, I can catch up with Jerry, talk some. Uh, am I allowed? Am I allowed to swear on your podcast? Oh, you're so fucking. Going to talk swear. some shit. Yeah, you're so fucking welcome <laughs> for but knowing just, me. Uh, get clarification before I go and throw expletives yeah, um, out there. Actually, funny story. That we were filming the first one a few days ago, so I'm filming. I'm recording them in out of sync. We were recording and. For like the first 20 minutes we had been swearing and stuff, but then I stopped and I was like, shit, I never actually got clarification if I can swear or not. <laughs> and then I messaged them and they were like, yeah, go for it. They'll just put like explicit. Oh, okay. So it's just labelled as explicit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. all the best ones are explicit anyway. Yeah. Honestly, like my, like I don't want my audience to be kids and young teens anyway. So. And let's be honest, they're all listening to swearing anyway. Like. Yeah. Like, all these hippity hoppities yeah. and rappers. Yeah. Honestly, Doja Cat, one of the biggest rappers. I'm pretty sure. Okay. No, hang on. <laughs> let's let's talk about this Doja Cat for a second. You don't like her? You do like her? I want your take first. Honestly, Queen. Queen? Queen. Okay, why Queen? Why Queen? Well, honestly, to quote Doja Cat, play with my pussy, but don't play with my emotions. Look. That's like <laughs> iconic. That's iconic. <laughs> I can't argue with it. Imagine you, a boy is fucking with you and you turn to him and say, play with my pussy. But don't play with my emotions. Honestly, that's hot. That's, like, you can't say anything back to that. <laughs> no, no. No, you either... Also, another iconic line, if you can see it from the front, wait till you see it from the back. Ooh, okay. Look, respect, respect. Yeah. I gotta say, it was a little disappointing. She promised to show us her boobs. Honestly, though, if I no, was I famous, I would... Yeah, I'd do the same thing. Cannot blame her. What, she hit number one, didn't she? I think her and Rain on me right now are fighting for the number one spot because... Mm. Savage is at number one with Beyonce and what's her name? Megan Three Stallion? Is that Megan the Stallion? Oh, I always thought it was three. I don't know. I just saw TH and was like, yep, three. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's like TH double D Stallion. The Megan D Stallion. Yeah. Um, She's great though. Did you, I don't know if you saw it, but I definitely shared it. Somebody edited a video of her doing a live performance, but they put um, Steve Harvey's face 
on her. Oh no! It was fantastic. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm, Steve Harvey's a beautiful man. Honestly, like, but like putting the two together—that's just something the world isn't ready for. No, they're not ready for it, but they should get ready for it. It's coming. I think it's iconic. Yeah. Who else? Uh, just on the topic of these queens, I just remembered. I saw Nicki Minaj a few years ago at a concert. Thoughts oh. on Nicki Minaj? Um, right now she's she's lacking a little bit. Well, she did retire, so. But she just released a new song with Doja Cat. I don't know what that's about. She, do you remember that though? She retired. I don't remember that. She, over Twitter, she put out her album, did her tour. Um, Which one? The the Queen album. Yeah. The one, yeah. the red cover. Yeah. She did the tour for that. I saw her at a festival on that tour. She's a really good performer. Have you seen her? I've seen her I haven't seen her personally, but I've seen like things on YouTube and she is really good. She's she a really, really good, good performer. Like I'm not even a huge fan of her music, but great performance. Yeah. Nikki blew my socks off. Doja Cat. I actually haven't listened to a lot of her music. You haven't? No. Oh, I've got like a I think I've listened to her albums multiple times. <laughs> I'll just have to follow your Spotify playlist or something. Yeah, like honestly. Like one of her songs, Tia Tamara, she says, um, I'm in the West Side like Maria. So she's. Oh, like, like West Side West Story. Side Story, yeah. Right. And I think that's like really cool for like artists these days to like try to reference like old school material. Yeah, yeah. And even for a rapper to <clears throat> reference a Broadway show. Yeah, I gotta say, I don't think I could think of another example of that. So, I met you in childcare. We worked for about a year or so together, and then we actually had a second job together. Oh my god, we so did. We yeah, so I, did. You said that, and I was like, like what, what fucking job did we do? <laughs> yeah, um, so yeah, so Lucky is, would you say you're like a main DJ? So, the term that's. DJ. <laughs> the term that's commonly thrown around the industry for the position that I'm in is resident DJ. Oh, she's professional. Yeah, I know. It sounds fancy. Basically, what it means is I'm contracted with a specific club and I play there regularly and that's my main gig and I'm a, a resident there. So he DJs at Mooseheads Nightclub here in Canberra. Um, if you're from Canberra, of course, you, you definitely know, know Mooseheads. Mooseheads is. <laughs> yeah, um, and if. Lockie sounds familiar probably because he's shouting Mooseheads put your fucking hands up every night yeah way too often it's yeah. shameful honestly do you ever yell random shit <sighs> I'd like to but it doesn't I don't get the opportunity all the time however I have this one song that is prime for helping me talk shit on the mm. mic and the song is called What Does That Spell and essentially you remember back in like high school at uh, like swim meets and like carnival day like how yeah. all your like houses <clears throat> did those chants yeah you know, they're like, give me a A, give, like yeah. whatever it is, and the crowd repeats. So I have this song called What Does That Spell? And the lyrics of the song is, give me an F, give me a U, give me a C, give me a K. What does that spell? Fuck. And so I just, I just sort of like hold the mic to my mouth and pretend that I'm saying it, but yeah. it's actually recorded in the song, but the crowd goes for it. It's oh, hilarious. Fair. Yeah. So you just like trick everyone. Yeah. No, it's a big trip, yeah. but um, they seem to go for it and it's fun. So. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so he worked at Mooseheads and I was looking to get out of the job that we had worked in. Mm. Um, and he let me know that there was a position in the, of this club. So I applied for it, let them know that I liked, oh no, I didn't. Well, I do like you, Lockie, but, um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, I let them know that I know Lockie, yeah. um, and I got an interview with them, which actually was a group interview that was a, meant to be like 20 people, but there was only five of us showed up. Probably... For the bell, I think. Yeah, I, yeah. I've never. I'm done also a group pretty sure that I was the only one to actually get through. Really? You didn't yeah, see I any don't of the remember anybody else. 
Interesting. But there was a um, there was a question I had that were like, if you had to be an alcohol drink, what would you be? That's a that's such a club question right. to ask. Um, I said tequila sunrise. Oh, good choice. Because I'm fruity, mm. being gay, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and I'm a little dirty, and that's where the tequila comes in. Yeah, it's yeah. a good combo yeah. though. And then we also had to then sell a bottle of liquor like, to them, like, yeah, like try right. to promote it. <laughs> yeah. And I was paired with another dude. I don't remember his name, don't because he didn't make it through. Yeah, our group did the best. Nice. Yeah, and then I get the call from them being like, hey, we want you to come in. And honestly, I thought going in, I was going to be a bartender. Mm. And they're going to train me a bartender. And I get in there, I'm cleaning toilets. This is your first night? First night, I was not cleaning toilets. I was just walking around in a circle, going around and around, picking up glasses, right. mopping the floor, getting drunk people to falling all over me. So in the club, that job title is called a glassy. Um they have a really rough gig. So if you see a glassy around Canberra, it doesn't matter what club you're in or anywhere in the world, actually, give them some space. Let them pick up your glasses. Don't give them a hard time. They're sick of bumping into people. <laughs> Honestly, if we have a, if we have a, like a, a, like a pissed off look in our face, it's because we are. Yeah. Like it's not you a can't fun job. just picture this, everyone listening. You're in a loud nightclub, but no, you're not allowed to drink. It's stuffed with sweaty, smelly, drunk people, which when you are one of them isn't so bad, but you're not in this case. So you're trying to get through people. They're usually not happy about you trying to push past them. They eventually realize your staff and get like a little bit more not like convenient. Some people actually like shit themselves once they figure out that, yeah, you'd be like pushing, well not pushing, but you'd be like, like trying to get your way through Mm. and they'd turn around and be like, stop pushing me. And then they would see like the, the The logo and stuff. Yeah. And they'd be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And (laughs) And you're like, yeah, well, yeah, get the fuck out of (laughs) there. Just before we started the podcast, I was talking to Jerry about how DJs definitely have it easy in a club compared to bartenders, glassies, other yeah. other roles that are required to make a club run. So like I, I walk in at whatever time my shift starts, I don't line up, I walk straight through the door, they don't I don't have to have my ID checked. I mean like staff don't Yeah, I didn't have to do that either. <laughs> And I, but, I and we were told to go through the back door, but I like going through the front door because it's kind of a flex. Makes you feel special. Kind right? of a flex, yeah. yeah. Like People I, be waiting and you just walk past and you're like What's up? And just get in. Even better than that, you walk up to all the security guys. Oh, like, what's up, man? Hug, you yeah. hug them, dap them yeah. up, whatever it yeah. might be. And they're all like, oh, this guy is, gets to yeah. go. In. What's okay. up? <laughs> I'm the DJ. Do you want music or not? There were many times where I was working at Boo's Heads and I would be like throwing up in the toilet or something. And they'd Whilst find working. me. No, no, no. Not oh, while I was working. Gosh, like while okay. I was out. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they would start off by being like, come on, you've got to get out now. Mm. And then I'd be like, are you serious? I work here. And then they'd be like, oh, that's fine. <laughs> oh, throw <laughs> your guts up. That's right. Yeah, and they're like, whatever. Um, but they take great care of you if you're out and you're fucked up. Yeah. Like, I remember, I think it was, so I had my first shift, and then the night after, I went out, got obliterated. Oh, but one like, shift It was also there. because it's like, Mooseheads is like where everyone goes, everyone knows it. So, like, yeah. working there is a flex. A little, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, me being like the 19 year old I was. I was, like, going up to the bartenders, and I was like, I just started working yeah. here. And they were like, that's nice. Yeah. Um, oh, you're then, so fresh. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and then I ended up throwing up and stuff, and they had to take me to, like, the back stairs, oh, and they no. me down. And then um, one of the managers was like, so we're not going to serve you anymore. And I was like, that's fair. Yeah, that's can't blame you. No. I just threw up on your floor. Yeah. <laughs> Poor some dude had to clean it up. Any other night, you probably would have cleaned it up. 
Yeah, I would have been like, why is this person back? (laughs) (laughs) Why just kick him out? Just get him out. I'm happy to say I've never thrown up in my workplace. Um, Oh, I've done it so many times. Actually, no, that's a lie. I have. I remember that night. You were out that night. I remember that night. It wasn't even because you were drinking. I had food poisoning, though. Uh, we went to a restaurant. A dump. You were at the restaurant too. Yeah, yeah. yeah we went to with our I got work drunk group. at the restaurant. Remember, I had a whole bottle of wine to myself. Oh, what a night! Yeah, still got a photo from that night somewhere. Anyway, we went to a dumpling restaurant. Uh, the work, the work group from the YMCA, uh, and I was DJing that night. The rest of them were just out as a as a work outing. Yeah. Um, and I'm guessing it was the dumplings because because you had the. Like oh, lettuce, leaf kind of thing, yeah. Oh, yeah, I had a few different things. Look. I remember, like, you know who, um, we said it to them. We were like, Lockie's sick. And they were like, no, he's not. He's been drinking. And we were oh, like, oh, but Lockie course. doesn't drink. Literally, I don't drink. And we were like, but Lockie doesn't drink. And they were like, don't believe it. And we were like, okay, well, not much we could do about it then. Yeah, look, that's in the past. I do drink now. More than I used to. But at the time, it was a good couple of years. I just didn't drink at all. Alcohol made me feel really, really sick. And I've managed to sort of, I guess, either move past it or get used to it yeah, or something. But on this night, real bad food poisoning. And I was trying to DJ. And luckily at the club I work at, we uh, we have a few DJs on at a time. So if something goes wrong or one of us is unwell or whatever the case may be, it's not the end of the night. Yeah. Like, the club can keep going. Which I never considered. I always thought to myself, walking around, I was like, why is there two of them up there? Surely they don't need two up there. Yeah. The other reason is that we run the lights and the screen as well um, from the booth. I always would see as well, I think, like, it would be, like, someone, like, on the decks, like, making the music, and then one would be, like, up on the box just shouting stuff into the mic. Yeah. So, if you're not running the lights or the screen or actually mixing the music, you're probably on the mic or, like, taking song requests. Maybe you've got the CO2 cannon going. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Um, it helps the crowd have a better, bigger show. It uh, keeps us entertained because we've got someone to, like, bounce off of and something yeah. to do when we're not DJing You've got that, well. like, what is that, like, like kind of like a fire extinguisher. Yeah, the CO2 cannon. Yeah, yeah, honestly, if you have that as well and someone's annoying, you just shoot them. Oh, great story about that, actually. So... Uh, big night. I think it was a Saturday night, which is probably the busiest night. Um, uh, it was probably like 12, 31 in the morning. So pretty packed. And I got up on the desk as we do from time to time, hype up the crowd, you yeah. know, things like that. And I put my foot on the edge of the, like the railing that's at the back of the desk. Um, and I was spraying the crowd with the CO2 gun and I was just about to turn around and get off the desk. And this girl thought it'd be really funny. And like, it's not a big deal, but she thought it would be funny to reach up and like undo my shoelace. Oh. I'm like, look, not a big deal. But I was like... I would have dived at her. (laughs) I would have been like, you motherfucker. (laughs) That's my shoelace. I would have gone after her. I I was wearing my nice shoes that night though. Oh, definitely. You should have have taken the shoe off, taken the earrings out, just attacked. (laughs) I was wearing my my Air Jordan 1s, 2019 LA All-Star Game Edition. I love those shoes. It might mean nothing to you, but they're really cool. Yeah, I mean, and she touched them. How dare she? Bastard. Anyway, I'm not taking my earrings out and throwing hands. I just simply turn to her, look at her, and just give her a big blast in the face with the CO2 cannon. Wouldn't it, like, <laughs> like in my head, it would be, like, such, like, a cartoonish kind of way. Like, imagine you spray her with the gun, and then it, the smoke freeze away, and her head's just an ice block. And Almost. she just falls to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. I wish that was the case. But yeah. Like, it's cold. Have you have you been hit with that yeah, stuff? Yeah, it's so cold. Whenever I get hit with it, I'm always like, don't. <laughs> That's cold. It's really cold stuff. So, I don't know how to describe it. It's a CO2 cannon. If you know what it is, you know. But 
Otherwise, it's kind of it's basically just an air extinguisher, like the the the, the, the gas. Or yeah, like a fire extinguisher, yeah. except it's safe. It's yeah, like you can have it in your face and it can you touch your skin and stuff and for a little stuff, while yeah. and it's fine. Yeah. So, but it is super cold, and so this girl, I like blow it right in her face, and. Not ice block, but her hair is, like, slicked back and it stays there for a second and she has to, like, kind of, like, shake herself back to it. She's she like, what just happened? Yeah. <laughs> In, with all this DJing stuff, it obviously had to come from somewhere. Your radio job. I had a radio job. When, Before this when, one. Yeah, when you told me that, I think we'd known each other for, like, a year or so. I don't know how mm. it didn't come up. Mm. But you were just like, yeah, when I used to have a radio show. And I was like, I'm fucking sorry, what? Yeah. A radio show? It's not like, common to hear. Yeah. No, it's not. So, like, how did you find out about that? Like, what's the process of getting a radio show? So, not entirely sure how it usually goes for most people. But well, I can the, tell you my story. I guess this is a radio show. It's very, I mean, very similar. It's very similar. In, in I just contacted producers, mm. gave them the idea. They liked it. Went from there. Yeah, nice. Yeah. So, how I ended up with a radio show was... All the way back in high school, so we're going back ooh, six years or so to 15, 16? 13. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Probably 2014 was when it really kicked off, but it yeah. started in 2013. Me and my buddy from high school, Charlie, we'd started casually DJing. Yeah. And Charlie was interested in yep. radio. Is this Charlie XEX. I wish. No. Yeah. No. Okay. I'm not that famous. You're not friends with her. If, I'd be living in America. Imagine if you and her. Had your style. Imagine if I had. How pissed ch- would you be? Because she's like world famous now. How pissed would you be? I'd she have some beef with Charlie XCX. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, my buddy Charlie, he found out that the University of Canberra, which is across the road from my high school, had a radio station on yeah. campus. And he was like, cool, I'm interested in radio, so what do I have to lose? I'm going to flick these guys an email. Yeah. Shoots them an email saying, hey, I'm a student, I'm interested in radio, can I come check out the place? Um, <clears throat> I'm going to be going to the uni next year. They reply back, they say, yeah, cool, come on down, we have a show this Thursday night running from 9pm, come along anytime, it goes till midnight, come chat to us, you can chat to the guests, the producers, you can check out the studio, all the rest of it. Um, So Charlie tells me about this, I tag along, we go along there, and we're in this show, uh, the show was called In The Hub, it was hosted by a guy named James, or we called him Joffy, that was his nickname. Joffy? Joffy. Like Game of Thrones? Yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of, except like way nicer. <laughs> yeah, not a not a blood killing <laughs> and no like thing, yeah. no like choking to death yeah. on the floor. Could be great guy. Yeah. So it was exciting enough to be at this radio station. But what was more exciting, as me and Charlie were young upcoming DJs, was that we found out that this Joffy character was a, an old DJ from Canberra for many, many, many years. He oh, played right. at a lot, a lot of clubs. He This is before our time. Yeah. Um, ICBM, Mesh, The Private Bin, all these different clubs. I don't know what they are. These are clubs that are now closed. Uh, the Private Bin? <laughs> the Private Bin. Apparently that place went off. That was where uh, Treehouse is now, I believe. That's near Reload? Yeah, next to Reload. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Or along that street at yeah, the very least. Yeah. But anyway, he played at Academy as well, back when... Uh, Rest in Peace Academy. Honestly. But anyway, so I was super gassed about being able to chat to this dude who'd been in the industry for like 10 years or so. Yeah, he would be. Like he DJ'd everywhere. He does radio. He's got the whole the whole lot. So The whole shebang. Yeah. So me and Charlie kept going along every week and we were just hanging out, enjoying the vibe, chatting to Joffy and his uh, producer, Mitch. Yep. Great times. And then when I eventually enrolled in, in the uni, Joffy, and I'd still been going every week. Yeah. That's a commitment. And, and with Charlie... Charlie eventually moved to Melbourne for university, so yeah. I kept going by myself. And 
when I was a student at the uni, finally, Joffy said to me, hey, you've been coming here for ages. You've been sitting down, taking in all this stuff. Like, do you want to, like, join the show? I said, oh, my God. You shat your pants. I was so excited. That's like Christmas. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, really? Like, join the show how? Like, you want me to, like... Like, Imagine if you turn said, the microphones when on. When you were like, oh my god, really? Imagine if he was like, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> the heartbreak. Oh, it hurt. But I was expecting some low-key job, like yeah. order the pizza. like <laughs> Get the coffees. Like I was going to be a coffee bitch or something yeah. like that. But he's like, no, so you can start out as my co-host. Oh my god. I was like, you want me like talking on your show? He's like, well, I've had you as a guest a couple of times. Yeah. So I was, I was the DJ guest. This was a DJ centric show. Yeah. He had a DJ guest every week. So I got to perform a couple of times on the show before I was a host. Eventually he asked me to host with him. And by our last year, I was the primary host and he was the co-host because yeah. he was a bit older and transitioning out of the industry. So that's how I got the, the UCFM radio gig, which I did for three years with Joffy. Wow, so you didn't even have to, like... Well, I guess, like, the whole time you were going there was kind of, like, an interview. A little, I guess. Like, yeah. I, I think what it was for them was that they'd seen me put in the time of just of interest because I was turning yeah. up every week just to be there out of passion and interest. Because yeah. I also guess they wouldn't offer you the job if you, like, got on and just, like, were shit. Right, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I must have had some level yeah. of talent. Oh, yeah, um, obviously. So, like, natural. So, <clears throat> you've got the job. From my understanding, you eventually... It became a solo thing? A little. So, Joffy transitioned out of it, um, and I was the primary host of the show, and I was booking the artists and and a lot of other behind-the-scenes stuff that's very boring for anyone listening. It's a lot of editing and time in quiet studios. Yeah, honestly, with this, like... Even just this fucking audio... You've got to sit down. You've got to sift through it. Oh, it's so annoying, though. You've got to listen to your own voice for, like, however I fucking hate it as well. (laughs) I hate my voice. Sometimes I'll even, like, turn down, like, the speed just so my voice gets a little deeper. Just a little deeper? Mic. My voice gets picked up, like, so crazy high-pitched. Yeah, it's something you get used to as well, though. But that's... Like at the start of the show, how we have the radio voice, that's something you can develop and sort of play out throughout the show. Yeah. Like, I can turn the radio voice on and off, but... I have a habit of when I'm speaking into a microphone of at least falling a little bit into my radio voice yeah. because it does sound better on the microphone. I eventually got used to hearing myself that way and it's just what I do now. Yeah. So I, and I do the same at the club whenever I pick up the microphone. It's it's that persona voice. It's not how I talk to my mates on a daily basis. Yeah. You know, it for radio and for clubs and things like that, it has to be more lively and exciting. Yeah, you got to have like pitching shifts in your voice yeah I'm not gonna try and sing but um <clears throat> yeah you want some some excitement some kind of variety there yeah well with that we might take a quick break lovely yeah and we'll come straight back and we'll hear the rest of your story we'll be back soon hey there guys gals and non-binary pals it's Matt Young and I want you to listen to the Story Chunder podcast based on the live event where Brisbane storytellers tell true and sometimes embarrassing stories from their lives for the delight and approval of a live audience. So listen in to the Story Chunder podcast. I'll see you at the Chunder. Hello and welcome back to That Random Podcast. This week I am joined with my very first guest, Lockie. How you doing? We're back. <laughs> I don't know if I should say your last name. Keep it not too long. Let's, let's keep let's it private. Keep it, yeah, I don't want to be private. too famous, you know? Yeah, oh. The fame from this podcast would be unbearable. If you are liking this podcast or have enjoyed listening to it so far, at least, uh, you can follow me on any social medias under that random podcast, except for on Instagram. 
it is that underscore random podcast. Some bitch out there already has it. And I hate the inconsistency. I want it back. You were. Give it back. If you're listening, I don't know who you are, but give Jerry this this name back. We need consistency across all platforms here. And you're breaking it, so. Come on, come on. Fuck (laughs) you. Imagine if they actually emailed me and they were like, hey, (laughs) stop um, calling me out. You were talking bad (laughs) shit on your podcast and I'm not about it. If you're enjoying Lockie, you want to hear some of his track mixes that he has done, or just want to know what anything about him in general, where can they find you? So all my social medias are on some variation of DJ Devoid. Uh, that's D-E-V-O-I-D. Uh, DJ Devoid on Instagram. DJ Devoid on Mixcloud. I'm not on Soundcloud because they have a whole host of copywriting. The annoying. You're also not a rapper. You're a DJ. Though. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a rapper, so I don't need to be on Soundcloud that much. So I've got my mixes up on Mixcloud. Facebook, honestly, I've got a page, but I'm not super active on it. Uh, yeah. So. Um, Instagram. And also when all of this... Coronavirus bullshit is over. Mm. You can catch him at Mooseheads. Yes, come see me play at Mooseheads. I'm there almost every weekend, usually. Actually, if you are listening to this and you do go to Mooseheads just to listen to Lockie, tell him because I think that'd be really wild. Yeah, tell me that you listen to that random podcast and uh, I'll try and give you a drink voucher or something. I've usually got some in the booth. Hell yeah, there you go. If you're listening to this, go up to Lockie at Mooseheads once everything goes back to normal, and you may or may not get a drink voucher. <laughs> you don't know what I look like, but I'm usually wearing a hat and I've got a nose piercing, so I hope yeah, you can figure that need. out. That's all you need. Yeah. Um, but before we went to break, we were discussing your very successful radio show. Oh, yeah. Um, and that led you into DJing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like we said before, I was a beginning out as a DJ by the time I got onto the radio show and I performed a couple of times as guest on the show, eventually hosted the show. When I was a host of the show, uh, part of my job was finding talent and DJs to bring on board. Oh, wow. So... It's like a scout. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. So one of my initial ways of finding talent was just going through the social media pages of clubs in Canberra um, and trying to figure out who the DJs were and find their social media accounts, like a low-key stalking. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So I I went on the Mooseheads account and looked at the photos from the nights and tried to see if anyone had commented or something on the ones of the DJs. I eventually found a few of their accounts. I shot them some messages. Yeah. One of them, Dion, uh, DJ Tots. Awesome guy, awesome DJ. Lovely guy as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I reached out to him and said, hey man, I'm a... You know, low-key DJ, bedroom DJ, nothing special. Not like yeah. you at a club. Um, kind of fangirling at this point. I didn't, <laughs> didn't know him. I'm like, ooh. The sweats are kicking in. Big, big club DJ. I don't want to annoy him. So I messaged him being like, hey, I've got this radio show where we have a, a DJ on each week and they can showcase their, their music style, their skills. They can plug their social medias. We're going to talk about what you like, what you don't like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Clap. Yeah, we're doing this. It's a radio show about the DJ and their career and their interests and blah, yeah. blah, blah. Dion hit me back, said, hey man, sounds awesome. Like, we'll organize it. So yeah. I booked him in for a few weeks and uh, a few weeks later. He came in, met him. He's an awesome DJ. He put down an awesome set for my show. Yeah, nice. He was a great guest on the mic. So we had him a couple more times over the years. And from that first interaction, we became friends. Um, and we were hanging out outside of the studio because we're both similar age DJs. I can just imagine little Lockie being like, hey man, do you want to hang out? Do you want to like, <laughs> I don't know, maybe you can show me something? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. So we, we got we got friendly and um, eventually he gave me a call one day 
Um, I said, hey man, like, what's going he on? He said the restraining order's in process. <laughs> yeah, he's like, dude, I never want to see you again. <laughs> um, but actually, he calls me up, he goes, I just got off the phone with uh, my boss at Mooseheads. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah, like, all good, like, I hope nothing bad's happened. And he's like, no, 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 no. My boss is looking for new DJs and I recommended you. Oh shit. I was like, oh, that's, that's really kind of you, man. Like, yeah. I appreciate that. Like, I, I hadn't asked him for this or anything. I was like, that's just really kind of you he goes yeah 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 you've got an interview tomorrow oh shit <laughs> and I was like oh, oh okay and so I, I go to this interview not knowing what to expect completely unprepared never played in front of a, like a club crowd yeah I've done like house parties and radio gigs but I rock up there and I walk up to the bar and this is like in the middle of the day it's like day trading yeah um, so they're just doing like pub meals and stuff like that I walk up to this big guy standing in the bar. I'm like, hey, um, I'm looking for Ryan. I'm here for an interview. And this this big guy, he's like tall, big guy. He turns around and he goes, yeah, that's me. And I was like, oh, that's not the impression I wanted to give. I was like, Are we talking about the same Ryan? This is the general manager of Moosehead's Ryan. When I met him, he was so lovely to me. He was like, oh my God, hi. Nice to meet you. I think I caught him at a bad time. Like, uh, I was a little bit early because I wanted to, like, make a good impression. Yeah. But I didn't know that was the dude who was going to be doing my interview. So I yeah. was like, hey man, I'm looking for Ryan. And he's like, yeah, that's me. I was like, fuck, hi, I'm Lockie. I'm here for the interview. <laughs> but anyway, he sits me down and God bless his soul. He doesn't even check that I'm a good DJ. He goes, I'm going to trust Dion's word and that you can oh, DJ wow. and that you're a good guy. Fuck. So he starts me on some shifts and it goes from there. You didn't get a chance to show him what you can do, like the pressure. I know. And like also, <laughs> not just that he doesn't know what you're doing, but he's also writing on Dion's word. Yeah, so if I fuck up, Dion's reputation is yeah on, on, on the line. Yeah. But it's okay because uh, Dion's the most clumsy DJ that we have. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Does he ever tell you about the time he uh, had a, a jug of beer in the booth? That can't be good. It's not good. <laughs> like, you know, the DJs drink from time to time. It happens, all right? You it makes us perform there. a little yeah. bit better. We get looser, you know. It's more fun for the crowd Definitely. to watch and everything. So, one night, um, Dion's on the downstairs level of Mooseheads. If you haven't been there, there's essentially two levels. Downstairs, the pub, and upstairs, the nightclub. Upstairs is where they play, like, the I'm losing it and, like, the loud music. And then downstairs is, like, the Nutbush kind of style. Yeah, yeah. like... Downstairs is like pub classics, yeah. sing along. Where you like, go to dance and have fun. Upstairs is where you go to get messy. <laughs> yeah, upstairs is definitely like club atmosphere. It's dance yeah. music. It's dark. There's like uh, There's smoke lights. Light. Yeah. <laughs> so Dion's DJing downstairs one night, which is the less exciting of the two floors to DJ on. Yeah. Let's be honest. Obviously, it's still. It's, it's fun in its own way. You yeah, get to yeah. see some things you don't see upstairs. And honestly, it's good as a DJ to be learning how to mix other styles of music. It yeah, helps you progress. Keep it fresh. Yeah. So Dion's downstairs one night and he's got a jug of beer on his little like shelf next to his, his desk. Like a full jug. A full jug. A full jug. Maybe he's had like one, one glass out of the jug. Yeah. But anyway, right next to the DJ booth downstairs, there is a big subwoofer. There's a shelf a on... A subwoofer? I don't know what that uh, is. So it's uh, a subwoofer is a, a type of speaker that only does bass frequencies. Oh, shit. So yeah. essentially just, yeah, bass. really heavy bass. bass. Yeah. And so because it's only bass frequencies, it's really low and it rumbles and it shakes the, the top of it a little he bit. He didn't sit it on it, did he? Well, there's a lot of shit sitting on it usually oh, okay. that doesn't rattle off. Mm. But this time something rattled off and it was a jug of beer and it rattled off onto slash in one of the very expensive... 
media players that DJs use to use, uh, to play music. These things, they're called CDJs. They cost roughly $2,500 per player. Oh you need at least two of them plus a mixer to be able to DJ. So, Like at a club at least? At a club with with the, let's call it the industry standard gear, which yeah. it is, the minimum you'll spend on that setup is maybe $6,000. Holy shit. The most, like you don't need more than four players and a mixer, yeah. but it's always at least two. And and two players and a mixer is, yeah, six to $7,000. But essentially, you need the two players so that you can go before back and forth between the live song and the song that you're getting ready to play next. Makes sense. I won't get into how you mix it, but that's why you need two. Yeah. So Dion pours a whole beer, or a whole jug of beer even, yeah. into one of these just very expensive players. Probably like three or four beers. Yeah, it was like, oh, it's got to be three at yeah. least. The beer is very sticky. It didn't go well. Boss no. was very unhappy. Dion kept his job. He wasn't sure he would. Oh, really? Uh, he was like, fuck Dion yeah. was really worried. But they've got me. <laughs> I'm gone. <laughs> no, but uh, Boss is a legend and he's very understanding and forgiving and uh, and patient. I've got a lot of love for Ryan. Ryan has his little word with Dion and gives him a little, oh, you're a fuckwit. Yeah. You know, it's all love though. Uh, and Dion knows he's a fuckwit for that one. Don't you, Dion? Anyway, we get the player repaired. The music that night kind of shut down for a little bit. Yeah. But we got the old Spotify going whilst oh, we fix I it. I love that. You know, got to do what you got to do. The night must continue. Just, just turn the um the fade on <laughs> so it can fade to the next song. Yeah, so it's funny the different ways DJs recover from a mistake in a nightclub. Yeah, it's uh one of my personal favorites. I've only done it once, and I hope that I never have to do it again. But if it does fuck up, this is my go-to, whether it's my fault or not. Yeah, music stops for whatever reason. The one time I did, it's because I fucked up and I hit the wrong button and I stopped the music. Oh. Um, <laughs> that is essentially. A DJ's worst nightmare. Oh, really? You go, you go from a, That's fair, a yeah. pumping yeah. loud club to, to dead stunning silence. silence. Yeah. Then you go to the mic and you go, whoever owns the Toyota out in the car has <laughs> <laughs> been towed. <laughs> and then you go, okay, now back to the music. And that's how you recover. I like that. Yeah. But my one is, uh, is, it's simple and it gets a laugh, which I think is, is key. And a, a, a crowd in a club is not really expecting to have a laugh, I think is why it works. It catches them off guard. Yeah. Music stops. The DJ's immediate reaction every time is to freak out and be like, what the fuck just happened? Unless they know what they did. Yeah. But my go-to is you pick up the mic and you just go, fuck, that's embarrassing, isn't it? <laughs> and everyone's like, ah, idiot, you fucked up. Blah, blah. You're like, yeah, right. You should pick up the mic and be like, oh, guys, we're just going to turn the music down. He's got the cops in. It's a bit Sorry, loud. Sorry, had a bit of a noise complaint. <laughs> a little bit of a noise complaint. If you complaint, could all keep it down, it's yeah. a bit rowdy in here. You need to calm the fuck down. <laughs> so, yeah, you just uh, admit that it's embarrassing and that you fucked up and you start yeah. the song over or the next song, whatever it is, you just get the music back on and party on because let's be honest they're all drunk and they'll forget by like two songs yeah. later but yeah so radio <laughs> transition to being a DJ in the club and I've met lots of people like yourself yeah like other DJs lifelong friends so while you're quite the well known DJ in Canberra hmm. other things you do outside of DJing yeah I know one of them and I think it's very I don't, I th- I don't think it's why they do it because like because you're a DJ you're already a unique thing. Yeah, and yeah. then you're just like, hey, I'm going to go to a skate park mm. and do some flips on the scoot. <laughs> like- <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, something that I've done for 
close to 10 years that I don't, like, go advertising that I do it, but I don't yeah. have a problem speaking yeah. about it. Um, yes, for about 10 years, I've been riding scooters at the skate park. Say what you will. I've heard all of the insults there are. <laughs> they don't get to me anymore. Call me a scooter fag, whatever it might be. That's the most common one. Really? It's really common, actually. Holy shit. And actually, how do you... Be more f- creative. Scooter Rooter? Like, I don't, I don't care that people are out there yelling fag around. Like, right. it's, so, it's mean, but also just, fuck, if you... It's not very creative. It's not very creative. If you're going to yell at me, at least make it funny so I can laugh as well. Yelling fag out, isn't that creative? It's really not. It's but not. the point is, all of y'all in the comments section, if there is one, don't bother, I've heard it all. Yeah. But this is something that I still do. It's good exercise. It's good fun. I've met my, you know, longest friend of almost 10 years as well. Yeah. Um, at the skate park. So I've got... Did you just like bump into each other or like... Yeah, I mean, you know, classic relationship. I bullied him for like six years. Oh, really? No. Oh, my God. <laughs> we are <laughs> Yeah, we like... So there was a big crew of us back in the day that used to go riding. And James, my buddy, best mate, he kind of just copped all of the, the brunt of the shit in the group. Yeah. For whatever reason, there usually is one in most groups, you know? Yeah. Like just someone who yeah. seems to get picked on yeah. a little bit. Like it's all good fun. Like, but it's not always good fun for them. Anyway, James was hanging around with the the Scooter Boys for a a long, long time. And eventually, you know, I I took a liking to him. I was like, hey, why why are people giving this guy such a hard time? He's all right. Like, you know, what's the deal? Anyway, still friends today. I actually work with him now, which, again, I spoke to you about this off air. Uh, my, My current job, one of my current jobs is at a... Uh, outdoor sports store, yeah. store here in Canberra called Straight Line. Um, we do skiing, snowboarding, wakeboarding, scuba diving, skating, scooters, everything. Like lots of just outdoor sports. Uh, surfing. We yeah. did. You um, won't find me there. <laughs> no, but um, if any of y'all are into that, come see me. But funnily enough, I actually get recognised around Canberra more for being the scooter rider who works at the scooter store than as a DJ. That's so funny. It's annoying because it's all little kids who recognise oh, me. Oh, that's... Well, that's cute. It is cute. Because, yeah. like, I've done like I've done childcare. I know how to interact with kids. So yeah. I'm d- down at the skate park and, and people are like, oh, you're that guy that works at Straight Line. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's me. So I've funny. got, like, this... Like, I've got Straight Line stickers on my scooter and stuff. Like, it's <laughs> obvious. And then I come up and say, are you sponsored? I'm like, well, like, like technically, yeah. Mm. But, like, I mostly just work there. And yeah. I, like, it's just fun. Like, yeah. Insane that you probably only get recognised more because a kid will run up to you and be like, oh, my God, it's you. I would be very surprised if a full-grown man ran up to you and you were like, oh, my God, you're the DJ Moosehead. <laughs> yeah. It, like, it, it happens occasionally. Not with guys. It's always females. Always. And, yeah, always crazy. God, it's hard being beautiful. <laughs> so, but it's, it's only usually on a night out like I let's say I finish my shift DJing yeah. and I'm just hanging around the city someone who was in the club and saw me DJ will see me outside and be like oh hey yeah. you're the DJ and I'm like yeah that's me that's fair but I'm not at like a level where people are like wanting to take my picture and I'm I'm happy about that yeah if you do know Lockie personally though the videos of you at the skate park they're pretty impressive they're also really old but I'm glad you're impressed by them <laughs> but like definitely like backflips like and then mm. backflips and shit. Like, yeah. I mean, I've, I've always enjoyed adrenaline sort of things. Like, I've got to go skydiving again. Oh, I would never. Never? Never. Never ever? I would never do skydiving, bungee jumping, because, like, this is always, like, a risk factor. And I'm cool with adrenaline. Like, roller coasters, I'm fine with. Mm. But, like, I feel like that's just too big of a risk. 
I mean, I, I do get where you're coming from. I just... I love the rush. Like The, the thing that gives me the biggest rush, I love being scared. I love... Okay being like i love jump scares i love love anything paranormal because that's what scares me the yeah, most yeah so i love different kind of scared i love going to like abandoned asylums and yeah, like yeah fucking with that shit like i love that yeah i was down actually not even uh i think it was in goldwyn i was out uh with, with my buddy james picking up a motorbike from goldwyn and i just took a trip out there with him and he's like hey there's i've heard that there's an old abandoned uh mental institution out here yeah do you want to go check it out yeah i was like Oh, yeah, that's different. Let's go. Let's go check it out. Unfortunately, it's actually it's been down. No, it's still there. It's, oh, it's still there, piece, but it's being converted into a museum. So that's kind of fucked, though. Do you know little... that the museum here in Canberra was built where Old Canberra Hospital used to be? And apparently, the National Museum, the National Museum, and apparently it's haunted as fuck. No way. Yeah, I had my year twelve formal there. Haunted. Crazy. <laughs> I don't think I've actually been to the like through the museum. I think the only time I've been there I go is... a few times just because I love it. My yeah. favorite part though is I like because I'm a, because I'm a kid brain. <laughs> there's this part where you get to like make a little robot. Like you don't physically get to make it, but like mm. on the screen you make a little robot, oh, okay. and then the little robot goes back in time, and like you get to like dig up dinosaur bones and stuff like that. Oh, that's cute. And I love doing that. It's fun. Yeah. So yeah, I think I I just get my feel of that kind of thing at Questacon. It's oh, more hands-on. Quest amazing. If you're not from Canberra and you're ever in Canberra, I know people say it's really boring here, but go to Questacon. Go to Questacon. You will learn something and you will have fun doing it. The 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 slide. Go on the slide. The giant drop. The giant drop. Is that drop. what they call it? The big drop? Something the, I like think that. it's the big drop. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember so that fun. being the scariest thing when I was 10 years old, but I went there like last year and it's, it's not, not that, that big anymore. anymore. No, no. I played it up in my head. Did you ever go when they had the roller coaster there? The, like, simulator the one? The simulator oh, I loved yes. it. One time we went on it too much, the lady literally told us to leave. <laughs> she was like, you've been on this too many times, go away. Like, other people need to have a turn. I was like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I, I gotta admit, the last time I went there, it was not as good as I remember, but I feel like that's more because of things like the roller coaster, which yeah. I have really fond memories They're of. They're cool. not there anymore. Yeah. The, act- the attractions that are still there are awesome. It's just not the nostalgic thing I was looking for when I went. Yeah, yeah I mean, we've covered... A lot of things. If you see me at the club or at the skate park, that's probably unlikely to happen. But come say hey. Tell me you heard me on every that time, random podcast. Every time I go past the skate park, I'm always looking. I'm always like, it's lucky that's it. But then in my head, I'm not going to be able to recognize you. Because there's so many people there all the time. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you know what I look like, so you'd have a good time. Yeah. Uh, also, I've time, got to focus but... on the road. <laughs> Usually yeah, when I'm driving. Nah, yeah, she, yeah. She, she should focus on the road and everyone else. If you're listening to this podcast in the car, focus on the road. Focus on the road. Don't right? be looking at it. Drive a... safe. Yeah. Don't there's... see if you can spot Lockie at the skate park. There's enough idiots on the road already. Yeah. So don't be one of them. But yeah, that was everything. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me on the podcast. It's been lots of fun. If you're ever short for a guest again, I'll do it again. Definitely. Thank you very much for having me. Oh my god, thank you so much for coming on. It's our first one. Um, if you enjoyed listening to me talking, I will be doing it every week <laughs> with a new guest. And be sure to follow me on any social medias and remember to subscribe to this thing. I'll catch you guys later. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.